0: I wanna to talk to you about uh, he meets needs. In the book of John, the contrast of uh, our enemy, Satan, who comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. You see a lot of that in the news cycle. You can see the ravages of stealing, killing, destroying. Uh, he's a diminishing evil being. He Definitely exists, and, uh, but he is not as big as our God. And Jesus came actually for a couple of reasons. Uh, He came to seek and save that which is lost, and he came to destroy the works of the devil. And he did a thorough job. And when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. He breathed his last. And, uh, you know, I know him. I've embraced him as Messiah, as as Lord. He came, the gospel is the power of God to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. So this is the uh, experience I've had. This is my belief. This is where we stand as people of God in this moment. And I just want to tell you, uh, in Jesus are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, He came to bring help to us. He's a very present. I love Psalm 46.1. The Lord is a very present help in the time of need. You ever have a time of need? Uh, Well, I want to talk to you about God needing our needs. And the definition for need is a condition or situation in which something must be supplied, a condition or situation in which something must be supplied in order for a certain condition to be maintained or a desired state to be achieved. Now, in the New Testament, it says God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him. In Colossians, the first chapter and the 13th verse, it said he... He delivered us from the domain. He rescued us from the domain of darkness, and he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And verse 14 says uh, something so compelling as in this context, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So how about that? He came to rescue us. And I'm glad when Rabbi Jim got clipped by that car, uh, it wasn't worse, You know, it could have been a whole lot worse. So he here he is on his own motor and on his own two feet, having had a broken leg, his dog got hurt, the other dog was smart enough to get out of the way, but uh, now and he hasn't walked dogs yet, but I imagine he's gonna hug, get away from the curb and hug the lawn a little bit, because we learn, we all learn, we're on a learning curve. Well, one thing I've learned as I read my Bible, Psalm 23, I wanna go to it, and I want all of us to read it together. I'm gonna put it up on the screen. The translation is New American Standard and uh, English translation. And we're going to read this out loud. Can we do this? I know the folks at Sheremeth know this verse probably in Hebrew. I don't, but this is the best I could do. Ready? Let's read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. I love this. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David had some insight on how good God is. And he brings this to us, you know, millennia later we're reading about this and we're seeing that this young shepherd boy who worked in the, in the responsibility of tending sheep and he said, you know what, I'll tell you, I have all these responsibilities, but I'm telling you, the Lord is my shepherd. He watches over me and, and it implies something of God's interest in and affection for his creation. He made us in his image. This is what we get as we read the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You buy into that, everything else, you go with it. And so uh, in verse 27, he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Uh, You know, he gave him, he, he made us male and female. He said, let him rule over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and so forth. He gave us purpose. He gave us identity. He gave us destiny. He gave us his very own imprint. We're made, listen, by God and for God. And so he gives life and breath to all. Apart from him, we could do nothing. Uh, But Paul the apostle said, yet, however, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And my main text of my message for this series, and I want you to give me about six weeks because I want to unpack who God is, who we are in him, what we have because of him, and, uh, you know, we're to uh, itemize uh, the blessings. We read it in Psalm 103, forget none of his benefits. You know, there are benefits to membership. There are benefits to association. And since God in his mercy sent the Redeemer to buy us back from our sins and undo what Adam had uh, so failed in, and and then the, the resulting collateral damage, which is alienation and separation, and yet God is calling us to himself. In the book of James and in the book of Hebrews, it says to draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. So there is, you know, the psalmist said the nearness of God is my good. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And in his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. It says taste and see that the Lord is good. There's something magnificent, and wonderful, and brilliant, and, and, and fulfilling about our God. You know, last week, I I read what is attributed to a French physicist named Blaise Pascal. He lived from 1623 to 1662. And as with many uh, quotes attributed to certain people, you know, and you read online and you try to find book documentation and so forth, you do your best you can to verify and fact check. Uh, But this is attributed to this interesting, he was a child prodigy. Uh, He was a philosophical type of guy, um, mainly known as a physicist back in those pivotal years in the early 1600s. He made a statement, he said, that there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God, who the creator made known through Jesus Christ. Now that he spoke French as his first language, old French to be exact. So who knows if something was embellished or lost in translation. But I think that point is sound. And one thing we do know I said in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 7, Solomon, son of David, wrote that God has set eternity. Well, that's time to speak and time to be silent. So this is my time to speak, but eventually I'm going to have to hurry up. So let's go down to verse 11. I think it's verse 11. Verse 11. uh, Yeah. So he made everything appropriate in its time. I love that. In Jeremiah, it says the way of a man is not in a man, nor is it in a man to direct his steps. The psalmist, however, says, but the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. If we'll listen to him and we'll yield to him and we'll learn to follow his leading and walk in his word, his word's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The Holy Spirit, called the Ruach Hodesh, he is the one who comes to bring enlightenment. He's the one who will guide us. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he'll lead us into all the truth. So we can actually be led by the spirit. Uh, The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of the being. So uh, my view as a Christian is when you're born and Jesus comes in and brings that new birth, it's like what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And this is the, the, the ultimate emptiness that's filled in him. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creature. The old things pass away, and behold, new things come. Wow, he's raised us up to walk in newness of life. He wants us to walk by the Spirit. Uh, It's not not advocacy for fanaticism. It's not even particularly a directive toward mysticism. It's actually practical, original purpose that's been restored through the Savior. And the word of God is the the owner's manual. It's the magnetic north that guides us to what he values and esteems and what he has designed and desires for us. So it is good for us when we learn this from the Jewish people, when we read in Psalm 1, that we're to meditate on the word day and night and uh, not to be forgetful of it and to focus on it and honor it. Those mezuzahs that you put on the doorway and they have um, hero Israel on the inside in a scroll and observant Jews put those on their their doorposts so that they acknowledge the presence of God and they acknowledge the word of God. You know, it says in Proverbs three, in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And when we, I've learned the opposite, when you ignore him, it's aimless. But when you focus on him, he's available to give us direction how many of you are grateful that we serve a God who is not distant he's not vague he cares about us so here's the good news about this like David we can join in and say you know the Lord is my shepherd and because of that I shall not want I shall not lack dare we believe today that God is so good he's designed existence to create provision for us listen he cares about the birds and they don't go clock in and work uh, the night shift and they don't gather in barns and they but yet your Heavenly Father feeds them and he says aren't you worth much more than they owe oh, you of little faith what God's trying to do is build our faith of how for how faithful God is God is faithful that's why as the rabbi shared October 7th, I mean, it's haunting, but we got with the, we, people of prayer, we pray, God, hold back evil, do a miracle, sustain your plans and cover your people, right? Well, we go through COVID and it's like, you know, we all lost loved ones. We lost loved ones here. And, and yet God, uh, the, the Psalm 91, that no evil shall befall us nor any plague come near our dwelling, right? He's given his angels charge concerning us to guard us in all our ways, uh, they hold us up in their hands so we don't dash our foot against a stone. I think there was a Texas-sized angel tending to Rabbi Jim when the, uh, the, 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 the automobile veered into his leg. I believe God was there to protect him and grant him another day. Thank God for the angels of the Lord hearken unto the voice of his word. That's why I think it's so important. And, when, and I've watched Jewish people on flights to Israel speaking the word out of their mouth with the tefillin and so forth. And then their, their reverence. And I listened and I could hear it. And, uh, and, and God is listening. And God wants us to use the speech center of our lives to speak his word. That's what he told Joshua and Caleb. He said, only be strong and courageous. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What it means is don't stop speaking God's word. So when my wife and I visited Sheremeth shortly after the uh, tragedy in Israel, and we were there for prayer and support on their, their Sabbath service, um, which was right before our Friday night service, uh, that's what I heard. I heard the word spoken forth. I saw the word honored and, and, and uh, reverence toward the word of God. We can, we can all learn from each other, can't we? We, we have so much to be thankful for of the foundation of Genesis all the way to the book of Malachi. And since uh, Jesus sits in the throne of David, and since there's such, an, such a bridge here, I think it's worthy for us to understand that our place as Christians is to carry light. And similarly, I don't know what the phrase is in Hebrew, but it's like bringing heaven to earth. It's like fixing things. What, what is the phrase, Rabbi? It's like... Uh, there, there's, a, there's a thing of, we owe it to, we, we got our mission, the Jewish mission, I've heard Jewish people say is, and there's a Hebrew phrase for it about blessing the world. Be a light to the nations. To the nations. What, what's the phrase in Hebrew? Or legoim. Now legoim, goyim, goyim, that's, that's, a, that's, those, that's a Gentile world. That's the nations. And remember, Paul says to the church, you treat Jewish people right, you treat all the international people right. We've got friends here from, from just got back from uh, Ghana, some from Kenya. We've got people from uh, Hungary. We've got people from all over the world here. Uh, there, there are so many, there's the increase of population of people from India has surged so high in, it's in Chesterfield. It's the highest concentration in all of the state. So much so that the Marcus Theater now is playing Bollywood movies in Hindi in their language because uh, to to acknowledge uh, the trends and the shifts. Uh, And I want to tell you, when I moved here from California in 1973, there was only one Mexican restaurant. It was called the Hacienda, and I don't want to offend anybody, but the salsa was like uh, ketchup plus, no offense though. And I'm glad now that there are better Mexican restaurants. And if you know where the best Mexican restaurant is, I would like you to please email it and let me know. Because in the words of my daughter, um, Chelsea, her GPS always leads her to a Mexican restaurant, which I think isn't good for your diet, but it tastes good. I digress. Let's get back to this. Philippians chapter four, verse 19, is how I wanna finish this service because I wanna direct your attention in these upcoming weeks to understanding how good our God is. Psalm 84 11 says, the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Now get this, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He's not a withholder. Our God is a giver, our God is good. So when David says, the Lord's my shepherd, he's the one that said, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's the one who said in chapter three, verse 20, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. He's not weak toward us, he's mighty in us. And being in Christ and having Christ in you, the hope of glory, the mystery of the ages, that Gentiles would be included into this previously uh, uh, only Jewish covenant, and then God making such an opportunity for the nations, salvation has come through the Jews. The light has come, hallelujah, and I propose it's Jesus. Now look at this, in verse 19, it says, my God, let's read this out loud together, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. Christ Jesus stop think about it absorb that dare to believe that either we're just going through a religious routine and we've just we're just trying to cope and you know we've just embraced some cold formalism or there is a vibrancy there's a relationship there's value i watched a special on the uh, Lubavitch uh, Hasidic uh, Jewish people in Brooklyn. And uh, there was a man who was speaking in Russian, so the subtitles. And he was talking about relationship. He, In fact, when he was speaking in Russian, he used relationship in English. So I don't know that there was an adequate Russian word for it. For it. And so maybe, in, you know, like there's Spanglish, where it's Spanish and English, you know, like I try to speak when I order at the Mexican restaurant. And maybe there's a uh, uh Russian-lish, where there's a part Russian reporting I don't know but but I kept seeing the word relationship and I think that is what I think Blaise Pascal was saying there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man that can only it can't be filled by created things it can't be filled by pleasure I mean Super Bowl Sin City Las Vegas You know, the scalper tickets are like 8,500 bucks. You know, they're all this fanfare and all this hoopla, you know. Oh, I wish I had a ticket, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, well, it just comes and goes in a whirl. you know. And, and, uh, you know, people, I've been with people who've had such success. I remember a pop singer, songwriter. He was honest about his journey. He said, I tried to grope up the rungs of the ladder of success. And he said, I got to the top only to find that it was just as empty as down at the bottom. And I thought, wow, because he was at the pinnacle of his career at that point. Pop top 40 songs, touring and packing stadiums and things. And um, the proverb says the eyes of a man are never satisfied. And I do think there's a God-shaped puzzle piece on the inside of us. I think that's why I moved toward and, and embraced the faith because I was empty. I was dead in my trespasses and sins. I needed answers. And um, Blaise Pascal goes from you know, cerebral French philosophy and admits, hey, there's a spiritual thing. There's a need. There's, there's and, and, and look, Solomon said it, I think he said it best. Um, God has set eternity in our hearts. God has set eternity in our hearts. So, you know, on our family vacation, I bought a one thousand piece uh, jigsaw puzzle, and it was uh, the it was all about uh, Shakespeare, William Shakespeare. It had the Thames River, and uh, Steve, my son-in-law, you just heard, he got all the straight parts and he set it all up. I was mad at him because he—that's the like first endorphin payoff when you build a puzzle. He stole that from us, but then he quit. You know, so then I found the the. So I did the color thing. I found all this sort of turquoise color that the artist had painted uh, for the Thames River, because all the other stuff was so complicated. And just to tell you, we never did finish it, and my family that was kind of signed up to support me bailed on me, and I'm having to deal with that. So I put it back in the box, and I'm gonna introduce it again and insist that they help me. But when we were packing up to leave, my son-in-law, uh, Brian found a piece that, that didn't make it to the box. He said, this would have been a problem. Because man, have you ever put a, bo- a puzzle together? We did the Sistine Chapel and it was missing a, a, a piece. And I'm still burning over that. <laughs> Which one of you took that? I've already blamed all the kids. I've already blamed visitors. But doesn't it unnerve you when, when that piece is missing? It's kind of a, you know, but let me tell you, more importantly than that, God has created us for connection with him. I don't understand this atheistic dismissive thing. There's, ah, there's no God just, because then it's just natural uh, selection and random. It's just chaotic. There's no reason for it. And that's where a lot of depression comes from. If that is the conclusion, then, uh, you know, then it's pretty fatalistic. My proposal to you, and I finish with this, and my God shall supply all of your needs. He not only cares about your needs, if you delight yourself in him, the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you trust in him, he'll bring it to pass. You need healing, he's your healer. You need answers, he's the author of wisdom. You need guidance, he's the one to give you good counsel you need help. I mean, he's there to help you. He's there to, he's there to protect you. He's given his angels charge and guarding you. And uh, they're ministering spirits sent to those who are heirs of salvation. And uh, we're believing God for our own personal lives, our locality, our region, our nation. Boy, does this country need a touch during the election year? Because man, how gnarly and mean do people get through this process such divisiveness such and see that's why i appreciate the approach rabbi jim and the congregation make to connect and so that we'll get to know each other because it eliminates a lot of apprehension it's not us and them it becomes us and that's genius and that you young people is really good guidance you're getting from your rabbi and i i as for, the, for St. Louis Family Church, I always and only want to never bring offense to any people group. I, I, we're not called to be offensive. We're called to carry precious seed. And uh, what's the phrase in Hebrew about light to the nations? Or legoim. Le and and, and uh, when I was in Israel, I was talking to our guide. He had a passion about that. You know, they're trying to figure out they, in terms of of uh, research, science, advancements in technology. Uh, my view as a Christian, salve- what Jesus said to the lady at the, uh, uh, at the woman at the well, the, the, the Samaritan, who actually the Jews and the Samaritans didn't have much connection with. And yet here Jesus is, is, is extending this awareness and he's saying uh, that, you know, he's salvation comes through the Jews. The, the, the Messiah sits in the throne of David. He's called Ben David, son of David. And uh, for me, the light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us. For us, as we pray, when we pray, we believe we receive, why? Because we have a, not a reluctant God, not a, not a God that's just out there and is cold. There, there's a deist philosophy that maybe God did create everything, but he absolutely has no interfacing or connection with humanity. That is not what we learn from Genesis to Revelation. We learn that he's a very present help in the time of need. Who has found him to be so good to you and so merciful to you and so thoughtful toward you and mindful of you I'll close with Psalm 8. David said, man, I'm just amazed at how amazing everything is. Stars and the moon that you've created. What is man? That you take thought of him, that you're mindful of him. The Lord is mindful of us. He will bless us. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Let's all stand up on our feet. It's a Super Bowl Sunday, but we're gonna have a prayer meeting tonight. Do not tell me who is winning the game or what the score is. Does this ever happened to you rabbi i said please i'm and then they come did you hear that so yeah so pray you don't tell me listen as um, as we go the takeaway i want you to get is the lord is available jesus is present to help us he is not weak toward you he is not vague about it we are to understand And comprehend how much he loves us in John chapter 3 verse 16 it said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in it will not perish but will have everlasting life God didn't send his son into the world to judge or condemn the world it says in verse 17 but that the world might be saved through him so thank you God for sending the the rescuer Thank you, God, for your mercy. Stretch your hands over toward Rabbi Jim and Sheremeth. Father, we pray special coverage on our neighbors in Ladue and on Ballas. I pray a touch of the Holy Spirit over their households, over the moms and the dads here, over the kids. God, I pray they grow in the direction of your will. I pray you bless and cover that congregation. We thank you for the Jewish population in St. Louis. Pray coverage over all and in America, all around the nations, Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for its stability. We pray for its protection. We know God that you have a great plan for your people. You have an everlasting covenant with your people. And we pray for breakthrough over your people and blessing over your people in, in an amazing verifiable ways in these upcoming days. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen.